Welcome back. Welcome back. We've got another installment or episode, whatever you want to call it, of uh, Where the Pavement Ends, brought to you by Sig Sauer, the, uh, quite possibly the world's greatest handgun. I think they, they, sell, a, they sell a whole slew of uh, items nowadays, not just, not just pistols, um, but they are a really good handgun. I've really never experimented or played with any of their other items, but I know they exist, pellet rifles and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, if it's as good a quality as their handguns, I'm sure they're excellent as well. We were just discussing uh, the importance of having a dispatch uh, weapon, or in this case, it would be a handgun, right? For coyote hunting, yeah. Coyote hunting, and you don't make a great shot or something like that. You know, it's not not practical to use your rifle... uh, up close like that or <laughs> from two feet away yeah i was just thinking like right off the top of your head between the three of us how many years of coyote hunting have we done i mean a lot hard a decade worth 11 years how many times off the top of your head have we had to, to dispatch a coyote it doesn't happen often i'm it's it's not even a handful of times no I, might, I can't i can think back to a couple yeah i can think so. back to a few yeah the importance of <laughs> shot placement and stuff but yeah if, if every once in a while I can think of one in particular with chance, right? And that probably that's probably when it's the most important to have one is if you're getting a youth out there that's maybe not going to be as keen on the, the shot rain? placement as us. But, yeah, we had one coyote that come up, and he's on the rifle. We wanted to get him a shot, let the shotgunner bypass a little bit, and he shot it with that twenty two two fifty from shotgun range, and that coyote ran off and crawled into a – you know, some kind of a badger hole or something like that, two thirds of the way hanging out of that thing, and it was the absolute perfect time to have a dispatch. Oh, and that tall I wasn't, sage. I wasn't going in there, in there after that thing with the stick or something. So right. that's yeah. the one that popped in my head. The right only top one of my that head. popped in my head is uh, grassy. That's it. That's, that's, that's the one that's, I'm talking about. That was oh, grassy. Okay. That, that was grassy. That was his. Uh, we had a double on the stand. Yeah. If you remember, you shot one offhand. Yeah. Um, on camera, but blurry. I can remember it like it was yesterday because I was filming. <laughs> but uh, it was a double. It was Chance's first double he was on, but Chance got the one at shotgun range with the rifle, and then Clay shot the one off the right offhand, and we did have to track that. It was a really good learning experience for Chance because I believe, I'm pretty darn certain, that was the first time he tracked an animal. So it was kind of fun teaching him, you know, following the blood trail and not getting ahead mm-hmm. of yourself. But yeah, when we came up on that coyote, it was kind of trying to bury itself in that hole. Yeah. And without a dispatch gun, that would have been a little bit of an interesting <laughs> wrestling And it's match. also a good learning experience as far as having respect for the animal, right? You just don't want to say, oh, it's just a coyote, let him die or whatever, you know. Oh, he's, he's either going to run out there and make it because coyotes are so tough, but cows are so tough that they'll run off for ever and sit there and suffer and you have to have respect for them enough to chew body parts off at least try to track them down and and dispatch them not just let them out there suffering and let them eventually die thinking oh it's just a coyote you know so yeah you don't want to do that to anything I, i was thinking of that one uh i think you shot it with a shotgun and it was like it just broke its neck or something, and it was just you know it was it gr- good shot, good everything. We, we were in the back of Paradise Valley, remember? Mm-hmm. It's right right cap right over the the mojo. I remember. But that. when we walked up there, it was looking technically at, still alive. I mean, you know, it, and it's just any animal. You know, I mean, you just don't want to. No reason to suffer. Yeah, and it, so you know, quick. So at the end of the day, a, a dispatch is you may may hardly ever use it, but it's an it's an ethical way to go about coyote hunting. Yeah, we 100%. Agree. I think. I mean, I think anything, right? I mean, if you're if you're big game hunting, and you know, there even if it's only a, a minute or two of life left in something, you know, if you can, you want to dispatch that thing, you know what I mean? You just it's just. 
if you got the opportunity, you know, you should you should you should end, you know, that as quick as possible, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one you bring up. I correct me if I'm wrong, but fairly recently that law changed, right? At least in Nevada. But I can think back to our early years of archery hunting. You archery is a different story. Well, if you were archery hunting and could you could not, not have could a, not. you know any weapon on your person, which we would debate that all the time from an eth- ethics standpoint. Yep. You know, your the chance to put an animal down in instead of having to stock up on it again and get a second arrow in it and that kind of stuff. But I believe Clay's probably on top of it more than us. But uh, I can't. You can carry a handgun. On an archery hunt now, correct? I don't uh, believe you can. I've, I thought I remember reading that a while back. Maybe it's I'd maybe it's, to, it's it's well, it's area look. to area, but I can I can remember reading that back a couple of years ago. I know that when we had our archery Mount Rose tags, it you were not allowed to have a handgun because I remember thinking, you know, we're in bear country. Yes, granted, they're black bears and probably. Not an issue, but I mean, at the same time, uh, get between a cub, a mom and her cubs, you know, and but it's possible it's changed since then. That was what 2014. I was going to say that's you think about that being a few years ago, but yeah, all of a sudden that's almost that's getting closer to a decade than it is a few years. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure in the last two three years I remember reading that somewhere. Good one to confirm. Yeah, I mean, I think. I I remember back to hunter safety time. They talked about you couldn't do that because they were concerned someone would shoot something and then go stick an arrow in it or something like that you know so that's why you weren't ever allowed to have that but yeah times have changed and yeah archery especially right you can you can be off by an inch in archery and and you've definitely mortally wounded something but it could be hours before you know that animal expires and you know like you said it says archery regulation in nevada it is unlawful for any person to carry any rifle or musket or handgun equipped with a telescopic sight or with a barrel length of eight inches or more. So, so you can carry yeah. a small pistol. And, that, and I'm pretty sure that changed that last part of it. They like added that language in so that you could essentially have a dispatch, Yeah, you know, which but, makes but perfect I don't, sense. I, I don't, I still don't think you can kill them with it because it, it would be considered, I don't, I'd have to check. It's I'm more for sure. it's more for kind of like like protection, saying, protection, protection as like far that. as a bear, bear mountain. Lion I don't even or think you crazy. could with an elk because it's not it's not you know it's with a rifle is it's you know rim fire center fire and if you have to shoot it with a any legal weapon any legal weapon with a big game animal is can well, you, you couldn't it? use a twenty two but can you, you shoot a pistol a pistol. Is it any legal weapon? It's anything over twenty two calibers. Usually, what the in a pistol is. form though does it matter? Yeah, it, because a lot it's of those fire. guys hunt with yeah. you know magnum caliber magnum, handguns right. and stuff like with, that. Even with the scope, have on you it ever heard of anybody shooting an elk in Nevada with a big pistol Not, to dispatch or like no, in general hunting with it? A, a any uh, legal weapon? If you're saying anything over twenty two caliber. I don't know. I don't know personally people that do, but people do do that. Those it's kind of one of those. Why would you? <laughs> you know, no, not just why would you, but yeah. I'm saying as a dispatch gun, legal, ethically, yes, I would say it's okay because you don't want to shoot another 300 wind mag into an elk at three feet away if he's sitting there right. suffering. Yes, a little gun behind the ear would make sense. Hmm. Legally, I don't know if you could do that because you're actually killing the animal <coughs> with that pistol and not the, any legal weapon. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. So I have to. I'm. I have no idea. Well, I that. thought we. Were, I thought I was pretty clear in my mind. You started saying that it's bringing in doubt. But yeah, you can. Like I said, you're rifle hunting or any legal any legal weapon, and you've mortally wounded an animal, and you're going to put it down. You can put it down with your pistol. I've, I don't that, know. Now that plenty of guys have done. I know lots of people have done. Plenty it. of don't guys know have if done. It was legal legal or not. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd bet. I'd bet my winnings from this last weekend that. Uh, how much did you guys win? $100 gift card and a trophy. That's and it. And a trophy. It's a major it's a major award, Clay. Well, what we're what we're talking about we were just before we came onto the podcast, Alex and I and a couple of buddies participated in a charity very good breast cancer uh fundraiser and um 
a pretty solid team effort. We were telling you it was four guys in a scramble, and we won the thing with a net score of 57, 14 under with 14 birdies, no eagles. Pretty and uh, what, what was cool for me about it, it was put on by operating engineers. Really? 350? Not 350. It was heavy the, heavy equipment operators, but basically operating engineers is the is the union that the Mike, 350 was there. Representing. 350 was there representing, but yeah, it, it was our it was our dad's uh, union for his entire life, and um, he was his last job with that union. He was the uh, apprenticeship coordinator, so he basically committed his entire life to operating engineers. And I opened up the trophy and kind of got a little little had to hold back That's a tear cool. a little bit because like uh, you know who cares about having a trophy but actually i have it up in the old billiards room right now and everybody's commented on it as I far as family up. goes yeah so i put it up because i i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't display that for any other reason but with the operating engineers on there i thought it was pretty cool you're not proud of that win i got pretty proud yeah that's the second time i've won that tournament with different guys that have the other trophy hanging up too you know, uh, you know how to bring out good teammates it man. would be yeah that's <laughs> i'm a good coordinator i am not a good golfer <laughs> Uh, the local 350 was having a golf tournament in September. It sounded like maybe we ought to get in on that. Yeah, that guy mentioned it, so might be playing in another one. <clears throat> Continue the hot streak. You got to do that until you get to coyote hunting season. Yeah, which is which is coming up, and that's what uh, I think we came here to talk about today because we have a trip planned. Our first. Uh, well, before you go, I just looked it up. <laughs> It says can hun- can hunters use firearms? Hunter hunters may use firearms and handguns to hunt big game as long as they have a center file center fire cartridge of twenty two caliber or higher. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, Did that, that didn't qualify archery or or what it season? Just, I I maybe and that's the thing sometimes with laws, but I'm almost positive maybe that's that's maybe a correct or incorrect interpretation of it. But that tells me if they don't qualify which season. You know, you can have essentially a dispatch. You know, yeah. reading on the internet's on weird. You. I'm I'm actually going before we start the season this year. I'm going to re- call a warden on that because yeah. you know how things are. In the well, internet. for coyotes, we kind of throw all that out. But for well, of course, for, yeah. you know. But you got an elk animals. tag, yeah. For elk, elk tag, that's a whole other thing. But coyotes are coyotes are a different story. Um. So yeah, sorry to interrupt there, but yeah, dispatch gun is always on us. What else is the segue? Right. What else do you have on you? Well, what are we going to get ready for this year since we're coming up on the start of the season? That's what I figured we'd discuss today since we have that. We do have a coyote hunting trip coming up. We, uh, unlike or like many others, don't really hunt too much during the summertime. Uh, it's way too hot in Nevada. Um, <laughs> and this uh, year, way too smoky. <laughs> yeah, this year's nothing but smoke, as you can hear all of our voices cracking. We've been in, what is it? Un- unhealthy or unsafe uh, smoke conditions for at least the last four days, but probably a- about 35 uh, or more of the last 40 days have been unhealthy as well. And uh, as if California couldn't screw Nevada anymore, they they brought us all their smoke as well. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I've tried to as a quick little segue before we get in the coyote hunt. You know, I'm getting ready for my elk hunt, and I've just had to force myself – to to hike and I, you know there's plenty of mornings you wake up and it's already at you know like 180 or 200 which is getting into really really unhealthy air and i'm thinking am i doing myself more harm than good going out in this is this going to make me stronger so that when i actually have some good you know some good air i'll you know i Maybe have like trained i've yeah i've trained in this really crappy air and i i don't know i'm i was a childhood asthmatic but I don't feel real terrible. I feel that I'm definitely getting my lungs in shape, and I don't think it's negatively hurting me, but I almost wonder if it's making me, uh, when I get to the point where I have some fresh air, I'll, I'll be able to hike forever. That's what I'm hoping <laughs> for anyways. I'll tell you. I, 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 I can't stop coughing. I mean, no. I hear you coughing over there. We all have it's a little gravelly in our voice, yeah. Well, I went, you know, not the smartest thing I've ever done because I, I do have asthma, but I went scouting with our good buddy Kent last weekend. And saw nothing. And hiked. <laughs> many miles in the smoke and it's just it's Did kind it, of one of those things where you don't it's not like an acute thing you know it's not like you're standing over a, a campfire sucking in smoke and it's burning your but it's good enough like throughout the day i noticed <laughs> well, like I as, if you're out there you're in and out of there or whatever 
pretty soon, like, you know, you got a little cough, you got a little gravel in your voice, you got a little sharp, you know. It's the only time you should wear a mask is outside right, right now. Now <laughs> I want to be wearing a mask to protect <laughs> yeah, myself outside, against the that's smoke. That's the only other time. <laughs> I notice that the most when I get in the shower, just how much oh, you know, that nose, it loosens uh, everything hot, up yeah. and then what you're coughing up and spitting out and stuff. Yeah, it's nasty. How do we get to this subject? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get ready for coyote hunting, but, you know. You, you're preparing for your elk hunt already, huh? Oh, absolutely. I've been, I've, I've doubled what I've, what I've done. So I went from hiking in my tennis shoes and, and, uh, whatever you want to call, you know, under armor, long johns kind of stuff, you know, trying to sweat it out a little bit kind of stuff. But yeah, I've, I do. So, so this morning what I did was that I, I had more of my athletic attire on, but I ran. So what I try to do is I try to run for sure the downhills and the flats and a little bit of the mild uphills. And then I'll just try to really fast hike the, the really steep stuff. Um, so that's what I'm doing this week. Last week it was hunting boots, hunting gear, pack. I was going to say loaded you put pack. a pack on yeah, there. So I'm up, I'm about a 40 pound pack right now. So I move, work myself up to a 40 pound pack, but you know, you got to pace yourself with a pack. At least I got a little bit of an old neck issue. And if I do the pack consecutive days, maybe like three in a row, it's like the neck wants to start to stiffen up. So I, I figure I'm, tr I'm doing a little bit of cross training. I'm giving my neck a little bit of a rest by doing the jogging, working on the aerobic part of stuff. And then I'm, I'm building up. Doing way more than I did last year. Oh man. I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it, it's really, you know, your neck gets tired, but if you got your pack on right, it's your hips. You really, you got to get those. It's like your hips and your core area that, that if you, if you have the weight on your waist belt, I'm going to, you really got to get those I'm suckers be down in shape. The, in the bottom this year with Alex. Uh, looking up, glassing, <laughs> glassing. <laughs> you got to get in different. You got to get an eye shape. You get your eyes in. Shape. I've been really. I was going to say blinking. I try and go one minute without blinking, <laughs> and then two minutes without blinking, and then how how long can you stay in the then binoculars? I one, I close my left eye. <laughs> Train your tear ducts. Yeah, I, you just you, you want to be able to do like I'm doing here. You you guys can't see it, but I just my left eye is closed. My it's right already eye is fluttering. You're out of shape, bud. By the time November hits, I'll. I'm going to look like an owl with one eye. My <laughs> my right eye will be wide open. My left one will be solid, <laughs> just shut. The one you thing always, I haven't been you able to. You always win the staring con yeah. contest. You always do. Oh, yeah. Come you November. Do. I, don't, I don't even have tear ducts. They just, my eyes self-lubricate with no blinking required. But, yeah, the only other thing I wanted to do at least a couple of times by now, and I have, I'm at still at zero times I haven't shot. Um, and it's what we're August twenty fourth today. Yeah, you still are two today. and a half months away. Yeah, but I still wanted to get a couple of early just just to start. But to you work do want to go out. when it's not too hot, and not too cold. Don't be yeah, waiting. It's not bad. But not only that, it's definitely different shooting. Your gun reacts differently in the heat. Oh, no doubt. Cold. But I, like I said, I I was <laughs> even I was even thinking as far as ammunition goes. I the first time I I could just use a regular old round. It doesn't have to be the specific round. I just want to, I'm going to get one under my belt as far as just start to get the, you know, cause you're excited. The, everything about it. But you haven't shot a large caliber that. rifle in a while either. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and I've been, I've gotten two different times. Our buddy Jared and I were going to go out and that morning we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're canceling it. It's like now, uh, what, two you days ago, see. Sunday <laughs> we were going out and it was visibility was 350 yards. So I figured, where you're going to shoot. It was just not even worth it. So haven't gotten to shoot yet. That's the only semi-disappointment. By end of September, you'll be able to shoot because that's when the maybe some rain will come and put the fires out because nothing else is stopping them. That one is over 700,000 acres. It's almost close to 800,000 now. 31% contained. They came out today or yesterday and said we'll have it contained by the end of September. The one up south of Tahoe is... <clears throat> the Dixie or whatever. That's the Dixie. This Calder fire is 0% contained. and just started. It just started, and it's already over 150 or 60,000 acres. I read something that said if you're in South Lake Tahoe and you don't need to be, you should leave because the roads are so – it's two two-lane lane roads going yeah. in and out, and they said if the fire does what they think it's going to do and goes to South Lake, you won't have time to get out. So you'll either be out on the lake – or you'll be burned up because you, they just simply can't evacuate people fast enough. I read it too. I That's read that crazy. too. That, they, that it was a it was a report that fire people, somebody in general, you know, that managed fires and managed ingress and egress, all that stuff. That that's what he was talking about. It wasn't like just a 
warning, get out from this fire. It was a study done that if something happened up there and it blew up like it is right now, you need to have, you need to get out like weeks in advance. Not when we say get out yeah. because it would be, there's too many people that live there now to get out in proper time. So I read the same thing. It was pretty crazy, but bad stuff. Let's get to hunting. Let's <laughs> quick, quick coffins. Let's suck up some more smoke. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, uh, like we briefly said, we got a little trip coming up. Our first, uh, I just hope the smoke clears out a little bit in two weeks. Part part of the asterisk on the uh, on the event would be this smoke, but we're uh, if you tuned in last week, we talked a little bit about arrowhead hunting, and uh, I think a little bit of that'll get done. But then, Colin, we can be uh be hunting for the first time was, and, yeah i mean we were kind of talking about talking about we were talking we were talking about about talking about today on the podcast to talk about arrowheads again but it kind of goes hand in hand right every time i walk out onto a coyote stand oh yeah my my eyes are on the ground looking for something yeah, you don't look up at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> and don't step in my footsteps because there might be an arrowhead around the other side of the stage yeah you step. never walk in the same line yeah, with the never. other guy <laughs> I'm looking for coyote sign. Yeah, I guess I'm the only one that's actually doing. You well, know, that's still on the work ground. You can bit. work, do that at the same Not. time. Yeah, to We're see that little shine, that little shine in this, the little fleck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking yep. for a little contrast. So yeah, first trip. What is coming so, up? December, September 11th. So what? Three weeks, right? Three weekends. Yeah, I think so. Perfect. Yeah, they, perfect. Should should cool off a little bit. Already has a little bit. It's, you in, know, in we the, had in the morning. It is a little bit. Yep. I think it was by, <laughs> I remember rewind back to June and how hot of a June. Oh. We had a, a abnormally hot June. I think we had, if we for sure had 10 or 11 days of 100 plus degree oh temperatures in June, which is very abnormal. So then it was like, I remember the conversation at that time was, what's August going to be like? If August is our normal hot August, it could be really, but August almost been like an early fall in a way. I yeah, we've had some what, what eighty four degree days in yeah, August. Yeah. That's pretty. That's actually pretty rare. So it's been nice. It's been it's a nice only break. Eighty four today, except we've had all this smoke. So but yeah, come coyote hunting season, it should be real nice. Thinking about though Hopefully. what you just said, ten, eleven, whatever plus days of hundred, and we have had no rain, zero. So what does that do to what does that do the for the coyote June. hunting population? What does that it do depends for on what theory you believe in. I personally think it's going to be a good year. I think from what I've seen coyote-wise, and I think the time that we got that that we, that we got that weather as far as what they eat, you know, the rabbit population, the bugs, the you know, I, I would think all that growth that we're going to get from that early early rain, I'm I think it's going to pay off. I think all the you know the the uh, grasshoppers and the whatever, all the stuff that they're eating, I think they're going to have plenty to eat. Their numbers should be good. I. Yeah, knocking. Well, that's that's what I was just saying. It's a theory. What theory do you believe in, or what scientist do you believe in, as far as seven year cycles of coyotes, seven year cycles of rabbits? Uh, you know, yeah, is drought. Yeah, uh, are the coyotes having because they know it was a drought this year? And we, I mean, are you talking about the like two days rain we got in June? We got good rain in June. For June, we got good rain. We got a good amount of precipitation. Well. Like in an afternoon <laughs> thunderstorm, not like a statewide. You got a short memory. Remember that we shoot, we flooded. We literally flooded two uh, different times. Yeah, in two this. days. That's it, though. Yeah, that was that was what. But no, we got plenty of rain. And it's kind of funny because you're not used to it. But we had we had a good amount of rain in June. Way we had the kind of rain in June that you would typically expect to have in April. I don't remember that. I got I got flooded out in my house four inches that dropped in like three hours, and that was it. Watch your garden away. It was yeah, that was so over the top that it's like that's that's all you remember, right? You just remember that one day. But yeah, we had we had rain, a good amount of rain in June. Okay, so do you do coyotes just happen to go in a seven year cycle like rabbits and everything else? This is what they say, or do they go year by year and go? There's going to be plenty of food because of weather, and they between the two and eleven babies that they have every time, pups that they have every time. I was always under the impression that they're a lot like chickens, where if the if the if the feed is there, if the what, then they'll, they'll have pu- more pups. Yeah, exactly. If it's an off year, down year, drought year, they won't. They'll have the ability. They have the ability to change their 
that so it's pretty amazing to think that they're hormones basically but chickens yeah. do the same thing right you know you get chickens like if you don't feed them correctly or or they're stressed they they'll Stress stop production or and, whatever uh length of day light they know because of length of day it's just an animal they don't want to have babies during the winter because they want to give their give them the best chance the to best survive. chance of survival so they don't have them in the night you know shortest of days so that's why they stop production. It has nothing to do with cold or hot, basically, because they have all the feathers. Because yeah, they don't in. feel that. Yeah, they don't feel it. So it's length of day, as far as chicks are concerned. And then stress, right? Which is the stress of oh, maybe time. not having food or not having water or whatever. I that happened this year with mine. I went to uh, Nashville for four or five days, and I don't know if it happened on the first day or on the third day, but the water went out. And seven of them died, and all the rest of them were in very bad shape. Really? It took them it took, took three weeks, for another month before they even started producing again. How long did it? And it, then they started The water spilled, water. or they drank it all, and it wasn't filling back I, up, I or think what? what happened was a, one of them like kicked a rock. I have an automatic float in there, right. and I think a, a little rock or something got caught in the float. And when they drank the bowl, the float was stuck up. It didn't refill. It didn't refill. How fast do they drink that water? It's fit, I have 55 gallons. It would last. I mean, they'll usually, that's the first and only time in <clears throat> six there was seven water, years. There was happened. water left in the tank. It wasn't like the yeah, water. It was know, completely was full. Oh. The water was, the tank, my tank's completely full, but the float, I have an automatic water at the bottom. And Just where their beaks go or whatever. Exactly. So they drain that quickly and, and that that the valve got stuck up and not like on a uh, regular toilet float right when it's down it's bringing water in and then when it lifts up with the water it stops well a rock got cut caught like right here and it didn't it stopped it from going down so when they just drank the bowl it was stuck up like it, they thought the the float thought it was still full because the rock was kept keeping it up damn and it for a month for the ones that survived uh didn't produce again and then they finally and when they finally started producing they were little eggs i was gonna say they shrink to eggs and soft yeah. shell real so stress yes big time <laughs> um so back to coyotes yeah i think i mean driving we've driven to utah we just drove to oregon uh and all along the roads there's a ton of coyotes pup coyotes everything there you go on the road so and it was a mild winter so you mild get stressed winter, winter yeah. wasn't real so that that should have helped uh my mom has been seeing tons of them walking her dog on the neighborhood and around where she lives very brazen coming up she had one like two feet away from her dog the other day <laughs> and uh yeah she sees five or six a day when she walks the dog I think it's going to be a good year. Last year was a pretty decent year. Yeah. Better than the year before. Yeah, yeah. and that's that yeah. seven-year cycle thing with, like, rabbits and stuff, their food source. Even if it's a bad winter or, I mean, a good winter and everything else is in their favor, if their main staple of rabbits are down, they're still going to be having on the lower end of their, you know, uh, pups instead of on the higher end of their pups. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would think so. I wonder, is it an optimal year that, you know, they'll produce that, like you said, could be 11, 10, 9, yep. whatever. How many of those survive? Well, you got to wonder, even though they might have, say, 9 pups, that's, how that, many you think make it to the point where get, we would be I hunting? Need to get Jack in here. <clears throat> Right. I'd say I'd say at least a majority of coyotes you think survive, over survive. half survive easy. Oh yeah, I think that's why because like have you said they can they regulate know. they can regulate how many to have. So if they have them, that's you know they know they should can be go a good find year food for survival. Survive, yeah. You know, whereas like a quail, <laughs> about it's just the opposite for a quail. Right, they yeah, have a little, fourteen chicks, little hatch of fourteen. About three of them are around the next it. week. You know, I had I had two in my backyard, the mom and the dad, and I think it was seven. It was seven chicks were walking around i saw them for i don't know a week plus or so and then that almost like overnight i saw those saw those quail they gotta be the same quail i don't have a ton of quail and they had two it was two all the rest so, of them got so that's rattles, two out of seven cog. survived and those were Ow. still little chicks so you wonder if they even survived so yeah 
But well, uh, if they do survive, <clears throat> first stand, what are you going to shoot? Or what are you going to have? What are you going to What are you going to use? I got to go rifle. I don't want to. I don't want to break the. <laughs> we we already agreed. We already agreed. I'm on the rifle so that I can practice for my elk hunt. I got that uh-huh, writing. You're on the I got camera. that writing from both of you. <laughs> I, I don't believe I ever signed anything. That I don't said think I you don't remember that. No, you you'll get. That, um, to me, it's the opposite, right? You have your all your glories coming in November. Let somebody else have and it getting glory. used to a little gun like that. I mean, then you'll think that's totally a little, different. Yeah, when you shoot the elk, you're going to think you it's guys just, can say whatever you want to say. It's, <laughs> I'm not touching the camera this year. <laughs> okay, then I guess I'll be on a shotgun. <laughs> you, who's we're not push fil- the buttons. Well, it sucks for you guys out there because we're not filming this year. Apparently, where you are, uh, <laughs> no, we'll have a handy cam out, <laughs> wide angle, wide, uh, wide zoom, and one GoPro, and one GoPro. Yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I, I totally forgot. We got those Sly Dog Predator chairs. You guys heard it, us talk about it, them probably six, uh, eight months ago when it we makes got them. So nice. I'm, it, it really does, and I. It, it was mentioned earlier today, and just hadn't been using them because we we like I said we take the summer off, and now I'm thinking about how nice it's going to be. <laughs> I'll actually do any job now, you know. With the you just kind of sit there and hang out. <laughs> I'll I'll hold the camera for a couple. Would you Would you get so comfortable you for, forget to hit record like on a slow <laughs> stand on that 15, 20 minute mark? You're you're back there snoring. Uh-huh, exactly. Did you, did you have them? Huh. Huh? Can, can you sew a uh, koozie apparatus into uh, one they of those have a, chairs? They have a little, little, you a little drink holder on them. Yeah, oh, wonderful. Yeah, of course. So, they do. Clay, Alex, what do you guys have in your slide dog pack? What do you, what are you putting in there? Getting your gear together for our first uh, early, early fall coyote hunt. Go go down the list of what your your essentials. Well, you got the staples, right? To you need you, staple gun. <laughs> well, that's yes. Well, first off, you need not really in your pack, but you need the essentials to make the hunt happen, right? You need a e collar and or mouth calls. So you got your both. If you're both, honest. both of course. As I'm, we use both, but some people don't. But yes, so you got the triple threat mojo. And you got hand calls. You got extra shotgun shells, which is federal double op buck, or what else is it? BB. We either use the double op buck or the BB. Mm-hmm. Then we use either twenty-two two fifty or two forty-three, um, or two two three out of the AR. Right. So you got extra ammo, gloves gloves and a mask but this year i won't be wearing a mask yeah it's the opposite this principle you're gonna wear a mask in the truck when you can't social distance yeah but then you can take your mask off when you're on stand yeah just so the coyotes see you and know if you don't have the virus because they don't want to die from the virus yeah they won't come in if you're yeah they can smell it i think yeah I, I have a quick interruption here i literally was just looking at the news governor sisolak has just mandated all outdoor gatherings of three or more have to wear face coverings and have to be six feet apart, including hunting. I literally had them. I literally had them. I literally. No, li- I, I was thinking of the rib cook off because we have the ice cream truck down there. Yeah. And I'm like, so the rib cook off's off. That's literally in my mind. I was, when you were saying the three people, I kind of was like, that sounds weird. <laughs> that should have given it okay. away. But yeah, I maybe you, you misread that part. I got you. <laughs> got him. Got him. All right. So you're going down the list. Keep going. What else we got in our pack? Shooting six. Yep. Shooting sticks. And gloves, we, rec- we recommend mask. bring at least one or two extra pairs of shooting sticks. Cause sometimes that one guy leaves his back in the truck. God, that happens a lot. Uh, I always have a beanie in there. I don't know if I'll have one in September. Well, for the morning. You got to go nice both ways. You got to have a beanie, but you definitely, how many times early in the morning in the wintertime do you forget your, 
your build cap oh, when yeah. that sun starts to poke up. If that's the way you got a face <laughs> and you forgot your you forgot your build hat, that's uh-huh. a that's a problem. So yes, both styles of hats. What else? Knives. Knives, nice. dispatch gun, mm-hmm. extra batteries for the mojo. Yeah. Um, excuse me, I had to cough again. Snacks. Oh, <laughs> oh good Should call. Jack Link's jerky to the rescue. Um, That's a good day. Scent attractant, too, is if, you, if you're having <laughs> Chumming a... Chumming in uh, the coyotes. They don't uh, like the hot, though. They just... Teriyaki or the original, and maybe pepper. a pepper. Coyotes yeah. love pepper. Not, they love pepper. Not teriyaki. <laughs> they no, hate cinnamon. No cinnamon. <laughs> uh, not really in the uh, your pack, but in your UTV, you got oysters and coughs and sneezes, and here it comes. <laughs> there it is. I knew it was coming. I could see Woo. it coming. Uh, oysters <laughs> and Kleenex. <laughs> chapstick and chicken chapstick. and a biscuit. Hot mm. sauce. Oh, a little hot sauce. sauce. Uh, anyway, that man. would be an interesting thing for the world out there. What's your favorite coyote hunting snack? Ooh, you just send us a little. Uh, we're we're stuck on smoked clams, smoked oysters, hot sauce, hot sauce, chicken and a biscuit, and sometimes a little cheese. I love and I love Swiss cheese. That's yeah. my favorite. That'd be my favorite hunting snack. And I would sure. get uh, like. I would guess the smoked oysters, unless that's a regional thing, but I think a lot of people, because that's a good snack that's easy to transport, but uh, if you're thinking about it and listening in, shoot us a yeah, little something. It funny. basically never goes bad. You could forget it in your pack, and you could have it oh, in there the whole season. We'll be eating, it's still we'll be eating last year's this year for yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. I know I got two There's or three There's got to be something that people eat that we don't know about. I'd like to know about it. Though. Yeah. What's something out there that we don't know about? I don't even know. And then, of course, jerky. I mean, that's that's not jerky. That's of course quintessential the staple. <laughs> um, but back to hunting stuff. Yep. Um, we got. We already said um, shooting sticks, collars, extra gloves, or drag extra, rope. Oh, drag rope for sure. And, and it's funny. I I before we started, I kind of went through my list, and I'm checking them off here. And then, yep, drag rope. Check. Check. Um, Definitely. And that's another one I would recommend. You know, you got. Guys that have each have their pack, make sure that you have your drag rope because the other guy might forget it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Sometimes you need more than one. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, like, I, I always carry, um, like, a not just a knife, but a Gerber multi tool. Yeah. Right. Because you need screwdrivers and stuff, cameras, your uh, bipod might come out, whatever it is. You, those little handy tools are awesome to have. Lens always. cleaner. Lens cleaner. Clay always has a lens cleaner. I never do. Uh, <laughs> binoculars, range finder. Oh, yeah. I always have a range finder because um, I like to know shotgun distances. You know, it's kind of when you sit down and you can always guess because we've been doing it for so long or you played football or played basketball, you kind of get an idea of how far something is. But it's always a good idea to have a range finder to sit down, especially when you are shotgunning to, you, you know, where you're going to be able to shoot to. You, you know yeah. what you should be comfortable at yeah, or exactly. whatever. Or, or what's your longest well, shot? Like, Clint? like 82 well, yards? 82. Do you yeah. want to know where about 82 yards is? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I like to think about it. One of the first things when I am on the shotgun, when I'm fortunate enough to be on the shotgun, uh, I like finding a landmark that's 50 yards. Yeah. yeah. You know, find a, it's something distinctive and then you don't, ha- you don't want to yeah, have to range something when it's coming in. Yeah, so you sure. have that as a, when you made that 82 yard shot, did you miss once or twice? Is that how it got to 82? Yes. No, chance was, chance, chance was hunting rifle. with oh. us. Chance missed a layup it, 70 yards, 60, <clears throat> some, you know, coming in a pretty reasonable, maybe even all the way to 55. But yeah, he missed the, the rifle shot, shot right over the top of its back. Yeah, it it was it. running, not straight away, but quartering away to the right. And I did take two shots, if I remember right. First and, shot and kind of peppered him. Second shot, cold. stone killed him. Stone cold. All on, and, Face and, plant, and, new a sagebrush. And here's the thing. If people remember that, I remember like yesterday I was filming because Clinton went on hunt with Chance. Um, I never cut away with the camera because people would i in my mind is right when i hit record when it when it happened in my mind i was like if i stop this and cut it people are going to assume that he got into the sagebrush and he you know it looked like he died and kind of ran off or maybe we had to dispatch him when we got up there because it looked stone cold but it was thick sagebrush right i never stopped the camera and let it run 
because I never, I didn't want people thinking that we faked something because right. I knew it was such an impressive shot that it, I just didn't want people to think that it was faked. So he shot it, they high fived and did all the, you know, the normal stuff. And then walked all the way out there right to, right to it stone dead never cut the camera never did nothing and it was a big old dog too 82 yards yep. unreal um so binoculars are key binoculars at the end of the hunt all all, all the time that, <laughs> all the time but I, 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 I need to i dis i have to discipline myself not to look in them right away yep but it is fun to spot one from way far away running in and watch them come in the whole time i i, I chat <clears throat> Like you just said, I have to challenge myself to not do it right away. I don't do it right away, and I because if something is so close, right. I'm usually looking with the binoculars several hundred yards away, right, way out there. And if something's close, I might not see him. You might look right over the top. Of yeah, him. I might yeah. look right over the top, of him. and movement wise, right away. Yeah. <clears throat> so I challenge myself and and to try to spot something far away with without the binoculars first, but always when we're done hunting, right? When we're done with the call, always sit down and glass over one more time because that coyote that might be hung up there, you know, 600 yards away that you don't see might finally be running in when you turn off the call. You know, something might spark them to come in when you stop or you standing up, the movement of you do something might just spark something. That never happens. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, I'd add in too, if if you want to try to go out and start filming your hunts a little bit, if you, the advantage of a guy being on binoculars and spotting something far out, it gives you a chance as a a cameraman to capture footage to, even if you don't get on them far out, you at least can talk, you can get your waypoints and figure out what direction they're coming from and you're going to have a much better chance at gathering footage too. So, yeah. I got some more on the list. Keep going. I always have water. Um, always have a water in my pack. Always got a little windicator. There you go. There's a good one. Which kind of leads into some of the other stuff too, as far as wind and if you yeah, scent can't elimination, quite, scent, you know. uh, not elimination and scent, scent, scent cover, cover. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no matter how good you cover your scent you're you're still going to stink from motors i mean utv rides i mean just how it is you try to number one thing obviously you have to play the wind right right Right. that's number one key but to great and uh make your chances go up for the coyote yes try to make everything that you can to improve your chances so driving around a utv (laughs) you know whatever you have to do scent, scent cover up after the scent elimination yeah you're going to do scent elimination when you wash your clothes and carry them to camp the very first time but then when you're driving for a two-day three-day trip in the utv and camping out there you're going to get you forget you know you have a couple beers at night you, have, you sit around the campfire or whatever that smoke gets on you and uh there's things you can do you know put gas in your yeah, gas. truck <laughs> wearing your camo. Well, what I like to do too is, uh, and this kind of goes to a lot of guys at archery hunt, is as you're stalking an animal, so as you're walking into your stand coyote hunting, you know, grab the sagebrush and and rub it on your clothes on the way out there. I've I've made a habit of doing that. Probably oh, yeah. probably started that habit more more archery hunting originally, and um, you'd be amazed at how good. I mean, that's obviously the best scent cover you can have is it's it's real sagebrush, fresh and, sage. Yeah. yeah, break that sagebrush up and and rub it on your clothes, and while you're sitting on the stand, grab a few extras and rub it rub it in those smelly you know the the armpits and the crotch and all that kind of stuff. And I've always felt like that's going to help you out probably just as much as any you know man made chemical out there that's going to be a be a scent cover. Not to say that they don't work, but uh, I can think back on my arch, one archery elk hunt I've been on. I used a, uh, I don't remember the brand, but I used, it was literally earth. It's like the best scent cover. My, smelled like dirt. It literally, dirt and like decomposed leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I can't think because obviously with an elk, that's their, their main sense is their nose. And I had, I had this small young bull come into a, um, into a water hole, a wallow that I was sitting on. And as I could hear and kind of see him coming through the through the uh, trees, I would spray that stuff in the air because my wind was terrible when he came in. 
the bull I ended up killing came from a perfect spot. But that one was like, oh, man, he's going to get my wind. So I would spray that stuff literally up in the air, and he came in and drank at that wallow. I mean, I could have, I could have killed him ten different times. So I got to think that that's, that you know that kind of scent cover is going to work. And the same with the coyote. I mean, those coyotes, you know, you can you can watch them stop, and the first thing they do is put their nose up in the air. They're going to use their nose before anything. So I mean, I think back to those years that we used to use that even that final step. You know, they had that sage smell that I mean, it it smelled like Nevada sagebrush. Yeah, it's good stuff. And <clears throat> I mean, I I think some of those were the closest you know we had coyotes right on top of us and they were there for extended periods of time you know what i mean they'd come in and sniff like you said they're sniffing around they're searching around that that final you know 10 15 20 yards that usually happens pretty quick with them you know that we had you know times where they're you know kind of walking around right next to you almost or you know they'd bomb in you know to three feet instead of you know 30 feet or something like that you know that just yeah, if you want, I think sh- there's something to it. You know, there's a oh sure. If you want to shoot them with shotguns, <clears throat> use use some scent cover. Use yeah. at least the natural like we're talking. Use that natural scent cover as you're walking in. But you know, a good idea is get set up on stand, get comfortable. And in in our setup, typically, you know, the cameraman's the last guy to kind of sit down and you know have that cameraman spray those uh, the hunters down a little bit, sit down on stand, and then you know that's probably going to give you your best chance when it comes to scent cover. Is to spray down a little bit on stand, so make sure you bring that stuff with you in your pack. Yep. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> we covered that windicator that I'm talking about. You know that. It's, you know, it's one thing you can grab a piece of grass or whatever, but you know, there's there's been many times where you know we've said, "Geez, if there's any wind, it's very faint." You know, and that that I don't know what it is. It's some kind of chalk or powder or whatever that you know you kind of squirt up into the air and it'll even detect that real real you know animals are keen even to the real faint 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 movement of air you know what i mean it you wouldn't even really be able to call it wind you know just that that little you know movement that's out there and so i think it's important to have that kind of a a little bit more uh you know sensitive than just dropping some grass in the air you know kicking the dust like we do you know that'll tell you a, a stouter breeze or something like that, you yeah. know, you can get the direction. But it's kind of a general way to approach your stand and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, you sit down on like a fairly said, calm stand, gives you an idea of where to set yourself up, keep your downwind side open, all that kind of stuff is, yeah, windicators a real good, real good idea. Yeah. You know, and then I carry a little bit of first aid type stuff, you know, a little inhaler for us uh, asthmatic folks and some band aids and, stuff like that you know you're obviously we're you know crossing barbed wire fences and you know if you're skinning or whatever you know just things happen to you out there that you know if you got a couple band-aids in your in your uh pack and like i said i always have an inhaler just in case you get get into that sagebrush a little too heavy and start wheezing and coughing and hacking which has happened that's where that old bacon and eggs dog got uh, screwed up. Remember, I was coughing on, <laughs> on that stand because my allergies and asthma were kicking my ass. I scared that coyote right out of there. Yeah, I was bombing in, and all of a sudden, Alex coughs. Yep. Whoops. Scared him right out. They, they definitely don't like to be around that kind of a noise. Yeah, and that's that. I, can, I Now that you've mentioned I can think back to that. I mean, how one of the few coyotes that, I mean, literally spun on a dime. Like it was mm-hmm. charging in pretty darn hard. I mean, and was going the other direction, and it's, it seemed like in a half a second, just as fast. I mean, just an abnormal sound in nature, and boom, that thing was going the other direction. Yeah, it's like that was quick. <laughs> and you know, they hear different kinds of things, you know, but they, they definitely don't hear a human cough. <laughs> and when they heard, when he heard that, or it heard that, it was gone. And then uh, I was just thinking, uh, usually keep a headlamp in there. Smart, yep, headlamp. And Only thing I think you left out, just because you always have it in your pocket, is kind of your little good luck thing. Is I always have a chapstick. Chapstick just yeah. kind of stays in my pocket. Always in my pocket, <laughs> you know, though. You can never go wrong with having an extra, extra tube gonna, of chapstick. Gonna need chapstick come September when we go because it's gonna be about. 4,000 degrees. Not, it's not going to be 4,000. It's going to be 3,900 degrees out there in the middle of the day. 
Oh, that's when you cut uh, when your arrowhead. Hunt. I was going to say that's when your head's down, <laughs> blue can in hand. Yeah. <laughs> what I else? Think did you you come covered up with? my list. You covered it. Other than, I think Clay's probably the one that's more on this type of stuff. But uh, I think for years he's you know good luck charm type of stuff. Something you just leave in there. You don't necessarily need it, but you just leave it in your pack. What do you? What do you? Do you have something that you use or keep? Good luck charm wise in your in your coyote hunting pack. I mean, me me personally, the only time I'm ever going to keep something along that on a on a regular basis, stand to stand, is is the the shell or the uh, from cartridge the from the previous stand. Right, you're going to yeah, keep that. One. I typically just keep it in my pocket. You know, me too. Yeah, just as kind of that for that day. That's the good luck charm kind of thing. But um, it seems to me like you always have. Well, I just thought of something too as I go through Clay's pack because occasionally I've used his pack. He ha- a smart idea if you use an e collar as an extra. Um, extra feather that's come in handy multiple times yeah. where for whatever reason carrying carrying oh, the your, decoy, yeah, feather? Your decoy yeah. feather and it <laughs> falls off for whatever reason and have that backup feather is a really good idea i carried around your zip ties and something else you had a little little plastic bag full of stuff oh, that's i think for big i game hunting. Gave it back I, to yeah. you yeah, that's big i always game keep hunting. a it's kind of my, my little scoring little little uh, sandwich bag full of stuff i have a, a cloth tape a pencil Zip ties, the zip ties, um, and I usually have a little bit of something that's just like like a um, waterproof matches or something like that along with that. But I, I always like having that little. It's just for but stretching a little tape to the animal mm-hmm. real quick after you doing a little field dressing. Not in the uh, your packs say, but you TV we usually have a scale for big coyotes, baby wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Always, Dang, that's a perfect one. Baby how did, how did I not pack. have that on my list? And in the pack, you better bring them. On you better pack. bring it occasionally. Baby wives in the pack. <laughs> uh, it happens more often than not, or you're taking off your face mask, and then you really be maskless. And then, yeah, then you, <laughs> then you don't have a choice. You chum them right in, right? You lose a sock, <laughs> a buff. sleeve to your shirt. That's why you bring an extra buff, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I lost my last dead dog walking buff. You just brought that really? up. Sad, yeah. I have to. It's getting that time. I have to get all my stuff out and wash it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've washed it in two years, three years. So I, have to well, I think it rained on us last time we went, so I hope you at least took it out of there to dry. You might have a little science project. <laughs> so it's pretty rare, I'd say, for us over – I can't – you know, as far as our first – our first coyote trip typically is a day trip. I can think of, you know, we usually get out for a day trip as a first one. Because it gets one. so hot. This one here, we're planning on, I already three took days. the day off of work for Monday. We're planning on a three-day trip. So this is going to be kind of a unique, fun The years we've had early. antelope tags, which I guess is different. That's different. It's like, for, But this is a yeah. sole purpose of yeah, going, just to go going coyote hunting. Well, that's going to be, be exciting for me. You know, we're going to actually so stay. And, Are we leaving Friday night after work, you're saying? Yeah, I think we got... We got whatever is left of Friday afternoon, and we've got all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and a half a day, you know, kind of coyote hunting on the way back in the town kind of thing. But a lot of coyote hunting. So on that note, let's get some predictions on our success. No way. Let's just consider it a a two-and-a-half-day hunt. We're going to say a a two-and-a-half-day hunt. Oh God! Don't jinx us. I don't think we should do this. And it's and it's pre time change, so oh, we're still God. gonna have a pretty good pretty good length of time to call it's during the day. Give it, we give are it a total number. Let's give it. Let's give a total number or an over under, and let's see. Uh, let's see who wins for the weekend for the three days. I, how specific you want to get? You want to get each day over under or just a total number? Total number. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start seven. That's my number. Always. I know. I stole it from you. So you got to. You got to go lower or higher. I was gonna shoot higher than that. Well, there you go. I made it easy for you. I would think. I would think we could be in the ten to fifteen range. Well, be specific so Clay can. I'm gonna put say. A number. I'm gonna say eleven. So Clint seven. I'm going over. Alex eleven. I'm going over. <laughs> so you don't have. To, you don't have to get a specific number. You're just gonna go You're just twelve saying over eleven. 12 or more. I, I get to go 12 or more. So closest, oh, yeah, close to the showcase wins or whatever wins both both showcases. Mm-hmm. You can't go over. So you, Clay's going 12. Correct. 7, 11, 12. 
Yeah. That's very doable. That's very, very, very doable. In so, three days, so if it's between a, seven and eleven, no one's been up there. <laughs> between <laughs> seven and eleven, I no win. No one's been to that one place we're going. I right? Do that. <laughs> so ten, I win. Yeah. So you gave me a pretty good range. You only have the. You have to be on the number <laughs> to win. <laughs> I was smart going first. That's true. I can. I can. We can kill seven, eight, nine, or ten, and I win. I could miss four or five of them and screw you both up. <laughs> Let's talk about what sounds. What's the uh, is pure distress? Or this early in the year, just gonna just gonna go with the stress, the madness. I'm gonna Wounded start. Rabs. I'm gonna start either with that or pups in distress. I I would I would think the best thing to to go with would be e collar pups in distress and hand call distress. Yeah. Rabbit, you know, cottontail, jackrabbit in distress. Seen that kai eye would be good in that early season, too. Yeah, kai eye, pups in distress, however you want to. Where in the, did I get a white-faced cow? That would be a, that would be a perfect early season That's going to be the icing combo. on the cake. We get to see Lavore and Aunt Cleo. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Are we gonna, we're staying there, obviously. I'm gonna say, I think I'm going to stay at Tish's house this time. I never really <laughs> stayed there. So you're going to hunt out of the ranch and do that? Do that. Well, that's got to be day one, I guess, huh? Doing yeah. that round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing about that country up there is, I mean, you could spend a week up there and not cover it. So, yeah. But we'll be able to cover a, a decent decent amount in. And antelope two hunting full will be days. over by then, right? So we should have the place to ourselves. Besides, maybe some archery deer. There'll guys be archery or, deer, but not where we're going. No. Not in that country we're in, but there'll be guys in the. Go to the 22 you know, club area, for a yeah, oh yeah. econ. Oh, yeah. Should, I bring, my, should I bring my guitar? Steak sandwich. <laughs> Got it. I don't know. Yeah, that's that. Play Lavar's, Lavar's guitar. Yeah. Because you. Man, I think about that golf turn. If we would have won that TV, we could have brought it to Lavar. Ooh, would have been a good gift. <clears throat> well. I think that's a pretty good day. I think we got it pretty well covered sparks the excitement like like clay said now i kind of want to go home and get my get stuff ready thing out and get, get Clint's ready. getting ready for his end of november elk hunt already we can get ready for a cat hunt in yeah weeks. three weeks away yeah, yeah. Weeks i agree and like what's a, the over under on arrowheads Ooh, <sighs> that's gonna be that could be a 20 that could be a 20 bomb for Ooh, sure 20 20 we're talking three. about perfect arrowheads oh not just chips and pieces. Pieces can be a full yeah. seven pockets full, worth. Full, full I'm going seven and seven. <laughs> seven. You gonna seven yourself or seven between all of us? I, I plan on finding all of us. I would plan on finding myself finding the better part of a mostly full to full arrowhead seven for me. Hmm. If we get a chance to go up to our upper spot, lake, we're going there. Cecil Cove. Yeah, so it could be a seven each. It could be. No, we are going there. There's no way around it. Okay. Great, great coyote hunting up there. It's great. It'd be yeah. epic. That's remember we called that triple in oh, on that. Uh... I know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm excited. Now I'm excited. <laughs> Let's stop the podcast and go now. <laughs> Let's at least still, go get packed. Still too early. All right. The audience has to tell us what's in their pack, especially on their favorite snacks. Yeah, we want a snack related and, item. And where are you going? The first, if this is going to be the first time you're heading out, when are you heading out first? So you got two things, right? When you're heading out first, and what's your favorite snack? Put on your cowboy hat. Send us off, Crosby. I can't put on the resistol, sir. There it is. See if if I can channel my inner uh, auctioneer. If you could sit forward a little bit. Who's the who's the the, um, the brothers? um, The country music singers. Oh, the brothers. That the Osborne is it? Brothers Osborne. Brothers Osborne. Is that who he looks like, or am I thinking the other guys? Anyways, that's who, when you put that cowboy hat on, it made me think. I, I didn't think Jamie Johnson or anything. I thought. Oh, you kind of look like Tim Montana with the red there you beard. Go, Tim Ooh, Montana a little Tim. bit. Yeah. He actually looked pretty good, good in the, the cowboy hat. Is. I was going to try and do my best impression of a cattle auction, but I just don't have it in me. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's John Party's line? Ain't no time to party. Oh, resist. Oh, can't resist you in my resist all? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Watch out. Clint, he's kind of looking at me funny. You're welcome. There. You're welcome. <laughs> I wish I had my six hour. <laughs> Use your own rope. That's uh, really said. Get your own rope. <laughs> get a rope. Uh, that's all we got for you today. 
like like our uh, my esteemed colleague Clay said, send us in your uh, favorite snack. Where are you going hunting for the first time? If it's your first time, and a uh, big thank you to Sig Sour. We talked about them early on. Dispatch weapon of choice by us. And uh, for Clint Clay, see ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.